0: Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on Solitaire. I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 36, A Gamut of Games. Welcome back everybody. Today's show is 95% all about Solitaire. That is, Solitaire games played with a traditional deck of cards. There's a huge class of games that fit this description, and a lot of them go way far back. For, you know, as much as a couple hundred years, and some are pretty much brand new. But anyway, I said this is 95% on Solitaire, so let me jump into the non-Solitaire segment, the news. All of these items were Kickstarter-related. Two of them are actually related to the last episode on Dungeon Crawling. First off, there is now a Dungeon Crawler line of miniatures on Kickstarter by the people who made the the game I talked about last week, or last episode, Dungeon Crawler. Now these minis aren't specifically for Solitaire play, they're really for Dungeons & Dragons and that sort of thing. But I thought I would mention it since it is by the same folks that made, uh, last week, last episode's game. It has funded, and the figures are pretty nice, so check it out. The second piece of dungeon crawling Kickstarter news is a game which I missed last time called Baldrick's Tomb. It's been on Kickstarter for a little while. I didn't realize it supported solitaire play, and honestly I haven't had a chance to look into it yet. But it is another dungeon crawl, and it's a one to four player game. That game is also currently funded, as a matter of fact it just funded, Recently, And it's got 15 days to go as of today. And finally, the third item on Kickstarter is Flashpoint Fire Rescue. There is another expansion on Kickstarter now. The expansion is called Extreme Danger. And it brings a... I'm not 100% clear on what it is, but it looks like it's an expansion that has two floor... or buildings that are two stories tall. They're somehow more dangerous, apparently, based on the name. And it has a bunch of extras that they're going to hope to make with it if all the stretch goals are made. Some of the extras are already available. Special Victims. Some realistic looking ones, which I don't personally like. I kind of like the Victims that came with the original game, but yeah, whatever, that's fine. Uh, a Critically Wounded Victim, which I have to be healed before I could even be carried. Uh, replacement D8, in case you got the not as good D8, I guess. Colored Basis, if you have the plastic miniatures. Explosive Objects. Lightly Wounded Victims. Realistic Victims. Eh, hazardous Equipment. Chemical spills, an exclusive pet, something to replace, or the the base game already has a dog and a cat, and this is yet another pet to get rescued. I always like rescuing them. They've, you could order another board, which is uh, for $12, which is called Dangerous Waters. And I guess you're fighting fires on on a boat. And uh, there's a rescue dog, which isn't unlocked yet, but probably will be unlocked. And so on and so forth, a bunch of neat stuff. So check that one out if you got Flashpoint, and if you don't, I think you could also get the game at the same time and probably save a little bit of money. So that out of the way, let's jump to today's content, which is Solitaire. I'm not gonna talk a whole lot about it, honestly the last couple of weeks has been crazy for me and super busy, and now I've come done with something and I feel pretty lousy, so I'm trying to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and keep today's sh- episode a little short. You know, Solitaire is a, it's a family of games, They're all played with a standard deck of cards, sometimes with two decks of cards, and the idea are generally you're trying to pile cards onto stacks, usually by suit, or you're trying to take cards off the table in some sort of order. These games date back to, like, 1765. The origins aren't 100% clear. They might have originally started with... There's some belief they might have originally started as a way of divination and it just turned into a game after a while. Or they might have just started as a leisure game. There are quite a few games. I think there's probably hundreds of them. And because there's so many different games... There's a ton of variety in the depth of the play, of the quality of the game, and the duration. Whatever you're looking for at the time, there's probably a solitaire that matches it. So I've got a book on solitaire that I found at the thrift store once. I wanted to use it for this episode, but I cannot find it. I think I packed it up somewhere. So I went to the library and I found a book that included some solitaire. It was in the kids section, but I was there with my son, so that's okay. So some of the games I said are pretty basic. Probably the easiest here is called Dundee or Second Guess. You basically take the 52 deck card and you flip over a card at a time. Before you flip the card, you name a card, you, or you say uh, the value, like you say Ace or Queen or Five, and you, then you flip the card. If you guess correctly, you lose. If you didn't guess correctly, you you name another card and flip over the next one, and you keep playing like this until either you go through the whole deck and win, or you you name a card and flip it. And was the only other rule is that you cannot name the same card twice in a row. So it's not much of a game. I tried it, you know, as it, fast as it plays, it's fine. And all it's going to cost you is a deck of cards, which y- you probably already have anyway. And they get much more complicated from there. There's like Klondike, which is pretty well known, or Free Cell. Both of those can be found on the computer. As a matter of fact, tons of Solitaire variants can be found online on the computer. Or you could purchase or download and, and then just play them on, on your laptop or your phone or whatever. Now I will say that I think the computer to some extent has killed playing solitaire with an actual deck of cards because a lot of the solitaire games require a lot of shuffling, a lot of laying out the cards carefully, and it's so much easier to do it on the computer and you don't really lose a whole lot I think when you play a game like this on the computer. As a matter of fact you often gain something by playing on the computer just because it's so much quicker to set up. On the other hand, the problem is you do waste a lot of time. If you get sucked into one of those games, you could sit there for hours playing it. Just whatever, as long as you're having fun, I guess it's okay. But it is a time sink. So I think that's all I'm going to say about Solitaire in general. I'm not going to get too much into it because, as I said, I don't feel well and I'm ready to go to bed. If you are interested in it, you know, you could look online. You're going to find tons of Solitaire variants there. And I will include a link if I remember. Or you could install some program on your computer... I have one on my phone called Solitaire Collection. This is on the Android phone and it's a pretty good collection. There's probably about 30 or so different games. You could, you could rate the game after you've played it if you like it or not and keep statistics on each play you've done and all that. I've seen other Solitaire games you could download that include even more Solitaire games on it. I will say one more thing. The deck of cards you play with also makes a different, a difference. I've been playing Solitaire for the last few weeks and trying different games out and I have found that the standard deck of playing cards has so far been the easiest. The pips are easy to read, and they're familiar. And a new deck is nice because it's easier to shuffle. On the other, they're easy to pick up. On the other hand, they slide around a lot more because they're they're so new and slick. So it can be hard to make nice neat piles. And that again is where the computer excels in solitaire. Before I jump into today's game, I am going to resolve the contest from last week. I am giving away cards. That's right, playing cards. These are all bicycle deck cards, and they're all different. There is a Call of Cthulhu deck that was on Kickstarter recently, and this is the Green Limited deck. There is an Alchemy 2 deck. Got some pretty cool looking art. There's a Zombie deck, and a Dragonback deck. The, the first three are all, have all been open. I've never played with them, but I've looked through the cards. The third one is still sealed. I have four people that entered, so everybody's gonna win. So let me go through the four entries. First is A.T. Selvaggio, A.T.S. Gamer. Um, since so last episode was about dungeon crawling, I had each person mention a dungeon crawler game that they thought was noteworthy. A.T.S. Selvaggio, a.k.a. A.T.S. Gamer, suggested both Roombound and the D&D Adventure board game. So that's actually four games he mentioned. Roombound technically is not a dungeon crawler since you're outdoors, but it is a good game. It's fantasy-themed. Well, I think it's a good game. It looks really nice. I've never actually had a chance to play and I've always wanted to. The other three he mentioned are the D&D adventure games. And these are cooperative dungeon crawling games for one through, I think, four players. I have played the first one a few times. The Ravenloft and it was really fun. I only tried it solitaire one time and I think I made the mistake of using one character. If I remember correctly, that didn't work so well. you got to really take in two or three heroes. But those are really good solitaire games with a lot of replayability. So, ATS Gamer, you are hearts. Next up is Jason Lewandowski-Dazouz. He mentioned Island of D. I think I've actually played that one a long time ago. I have the cards printed out. It's a dungeon crawler card game similar to Dungeon of D. I think technically this one, again, is not an, a dungeon crawler itself. The, the end game isn't a dungeon. As I said, I have played it before. It has been many years, and from what I recall, it was a fun light game, and it's all u- played using a deck of cards and a couple die, couple dice. Jason, uh, let me see, Dazoo's, you are clubs. The next entry was from Mikolaj Lexinski, user Mikolaj. He mentioned Talisman. He says, though, though it's not strictly a solitaire game. When he was younger, he played a lot of solitaire Talisman. I've never played that one solitaire. Actually, I've only played Talisman once. <laughs> I think that one is a dungeon crawler. I'm not sure. Maybe it just has some dungeon crawling scenarios. Um, he also mentioned that coming out really soon. As a matter of fact, it was released last week as Relic from Fantasy Flight. Which is based on Talisman, but set in the Warhammer 40k universe. I haven't looked at that one at all. I don't know, so, know if that version supports solitaire Play or not. So, Mikolaj, you are Diamonds. And finally, Julian Jimenez, Brett Wall Legend. No, oh, sorry brutal legend. Julian mentioned Gears of War, the board game. That one is set in a sci-fi setting, but I've heard it's a really good dungeon crawler. That one is also published by Fantasy Flight. I have stayed away from it because of the very high price tag, though I always look at it when I'm at Barnes & Noble. If they ever put it on their clearance table, I'll snap it up right away. He also asked if I could do an episode on Chainsaw Warrior, which I think might be a dungeon crawler. I don't know. What is it? He says it's a bit like a dungeon crawler. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have that game. I've never played it. But if I come across a copy, I'll be happy to do a nice show on it. So, Brutal Legend, you are spades. Now, I have a deck of cards here that I've been shuffling. And I'm going to start drawing cards one at a time. And whatever card I draw will determine who wins the first deck of cards. And I'll keep doing this until all four decks are resolved It's a different winner. Shuffle a little more. Okay, I'm doing these in what I think is backwards order. First, I'm going to give off the the dragon back cards. I really like these. the The deck I've been playing solitaire with has mainly been one of these. It's not the same one I'm giving away, but I really like the art and the color on these cards. So the winner of that is hearts. So ATS Gamer, congratulations! You win dragon back cards. The next one up is the zombie playing cards, spades, ten of spades. And by the way, the ATS Gamer, you had the queen of hearts, if that matters. The ten of spades is brutal legend. You win the zombie deck. Next, the alchemy deck. This has some really pretty, oh, really cool art, dark and creepy. I like it a lot. And that is hearts again. Nope. We're looking for a diamond or spades. No, I'm sorry, diamond or clubs. And we've got a heart again. And spades again. Who shuffled these? King of hearts. I'm sorry, king of spades. Eight of spades. Ten of diamonds. So, Mikolaj, congratulations. You win the Alchemy England 1977 deck. And that means that, who is it? Dazuz, you get the the Call of Cthulhu deck. This is a green, limited edition deck. Whatever that's worth. <coughs> and let me, just for the heck of it, let's see. Mikola's you on with the 10 of diamonds. Let's see what you win your deck with, Dazuz. Jack of Heart, Jack of Diamonds, Queen of Diamonds, Seven of Spades, Nine of Spades, Five of Spades, Queen of Clubs. Alright, so I will contact each of you and get your address and mail these out as soon as I can. Let's go ahead and jump into our review next. So today's game is Solitaire Bowling. This game was designed by Sid Saxon and published in 1969 in the book, A Gamut of Games. You've probably heard of Sid Saxon, but if you haven't, he was an American publisher. He passed away in 2002. Did I say publisher? I meant designer. Sorry. He has published quite a, a few well known games. Actually he designed them. Let's see, um a few Avalon Hill or a few 3M games such as Acquire, Bazaar. He published Designed Can't Stop, I'm the Boss in ninety four. Can't Stop is a great push or luck die game for two or more players. He's got 12 pages of games on BGG. I don't know how many of these are games and how many might be expansions. That's with him. Yeah, can beat by words to know that he's done, which does play Solitaire. But um, I also just noticed now he's got a, a book called Beyond Solitaire, which has five Solitaire games you can play. I'd never heard of these either. So, A Gamut of Games is a book that has some 30 or so games. I'm not sure exactly how many. Most of them are by Sid Saxon, but a few aren't. Some are older games... Most of them are contemporary to when he wrote the book. So three games in this book support Solitaire play. One is Bowling Solitaire. Another is Solitaire Dice. And the last one is Change Change. So let me tell you about Bowling Solitaire first. Then I'll talk about the book in general. So Bowling Solitaire is a game that uses 20 cards. It uses Ace through 10 in two suits. It's easier if you use the same color because... The suit itself doesn't matter. The fact what matters is that you have twenty cards with the each number in there twice. When you play the game, you're gonna play a full ten frame game of bowling. And each game is basically one round or, or each frame is basically one round or one hand. And what you do for the round is you you set ten cards on the tableau just like bowling pins. You can have four in the back, three in front of that. Two in front of that and one at the very front. And then you're gonna have three stack those cards are face up. Then you're gonna have three stacks of cards. The first stack has five cards, the second has three cards, and the last has two cards. And that's all your twenty cards there. That that set of cards on the side, that those are gonna represent your ball. They're all face down except for the top card in each stack. And the way the game plays is you basically just have to knock pins down with each piece of the ball I guess <laughs> So the way you play the game is you look at those three cards that you have face up on the side and then you try and find cards that total up to that number or at least the last digit. So for example, if you have a a three and a five and a two face up, if you have a a seven and a six together in the bowling pins, that adds up to thirteen. so the thir- the three from the thirteen matches the three from the fate from the ball cards. And you pull those out. There's some restrictions on how you can pull the cards out and which ones you can do and that sort of thing. But that's basically the game. You're gonna keep pulling those cards off. When when you take the three off the ball deck and take the seven and six off the of the pins, you set those aside, and now you flip over the next card that was under the three. So as you're doing this, you're freeing up You're you're able to hopefully free up more and more of the pins. And If you're able to knock all the pins down, or knock all the pins down, that is, take all the cards out from the pins, then you get a strike. If you get to a point where you can't remove any more cards because the numbers just don't match up anymore, then that's your your first ball for that frame. You take off the top of card from each of the ball stacks and flip over the next ones, and now you play a second ball in that frame. If you manage to like, the rest of the pins down with these cards, then you've got a spare. <coughs> so the rules are very much like bowling. What I mean by that is the scoring rules are like scoring and bowling. You know, gameplay is obviously a little bit different, as you're just playing with cards and there's no actual, you know, fourteen-pound bowling ball in front of you. So overall, I found this game pretty fun, uh, surprisingly fun. I like that a hand plays really quick. You know, you're just trying to remove the 10 cards. And going from hand to hand, the whole game takes about half an hour, I think. But, you know, you're under an obligation to play a whole, a whole set of 10 frames. You could just play one frame for the fun of it and be done with it. However, I don't think calling this solitaire is really fair because you play one game and you get a score. And in and of itself, that's not that meaningful until you've played more games and have an idea what your typical scores are. Now in BGG there is a, if you go to the Gamma Games page, there is a file, you can download a scoring sheet, which is basically just a whole bunch of, of rows with all the frames for a bowling game. And what I did is, I've downloaded that and I've been playing game after game, and writing my score, and so, it's become interesting to see how I do compared to the other games in the past, is this is a good high scoring game or low scoring game, whatever. So it's really, it's a multiplayer game and you're just play I'm just playing as, If I'm like eight different Alberts and see which Albert did the best. But, you know, I'll admit it does definitely have a solitaire feel because it does, in a way, feel similar to your standard solitaire game in that you're, you're playing with cards. Now, there's definitely strategy when you're playing, trying to figure out which cards to remove and that sort of thing. There is a lot of luck in it. And for example, my scores have ranged from 116 low to 175 high. So there's like over a 50 point spread in the game. Setting it up and playing the game is actually pretty easy because you're only using 20 cards. It's really easy to just shuffle it and then spread out the cards. Because of the way the setup works and the game, the way the game plays, you don't really have to even shuffle it that well or that hard. I found it's just, just shuffle it a few times and then lay out the cards and the layout's already kind of sort of random. So, so going from frame to frame is pretty quick. So I think that's it. That's basically bowling solitaire. It's, a, it's definitely a fun game. I've enjoyed playing it, I'll probably play it more. I like, I like how surprisingly easy it is, and yeah, I actually spend a lot of time thinking about how to remove the cards, because the order you remove them makes a difference in, you know, what's left, and based on what cards are available in the ball piles. You look at some more, and then you realize that you could probably get all the cards off pretty quickly. As I've played, I found there's strategies in dealing with, like, for example, when to remove a 10 or when to leave the ten tens Tens are interesting because Whenever you include a 10, it doesn't change the total value of the other cards. For example, a 3 is gonna be, a 3 would match up against a 3. A 10 and a 3 is 13, so that still matches up against a 3. Two 10s and a 3 is now 23, that still matches up to a 3. So in a way they don't have any effect on the value, but choosing to leave it or remove it can affect whether you get a strike or not. As a matter of fact, the last game I played that happened to me, I chose to remove the 10 and turns out if I had left it, I would have been able to get a strike. So as I said, Bowling Solitaire is pretty cool. I don't know if I would buy the book just for the game. However, the rest of the book is pretty interesting, even though it's not strictly about Solitaire games. I found it really cool to read the book and see the history of all the games going on and all that. This is, I think, the second printing of the third edition or something like that. And it's neat to read the original introduction he wrote in 1969 talking about games at that time and that sort of thing, and... Then to read the introduction for the next printing 10 years later. 10 or so years later. And then yet another introduction for the 1992 printing of this Dover edition that I have. Though what I have is a newer printing of it. It's also really cool. Uh, the introduction to each game has a little interesting blurb. It could be a history of the game or talking about how he found the game. For example, some of the games he went to Europe and traveling Europe. He found him. He talks about how he went through customs carrying a you know, suitcase full of games back in, you know, the 60s or something like that, which is very different from doing that nowadays, I think. I admit I have not read through the actual rule of most of the games, but I've read most of the introductions to the games. And that's pretty quick, as each introduction is generally about a page long. Also really cool is at the end of the book is an appendix, which is a list of it's, of notable games. He calls it short reviews, but each review is about... Two or three sentences long, so it's hard to call it a review as just a, a brief description. I'm not sure how many games are listed, it's probably close to 100, is my guess. You know, they include things like Acquire, Anti Monopoly, um, Easy Money, Axes and Allies, Africa Corpse, Mystic Wood, 4000 AD, Oregon Trail, Payday. You know, it's fun to just look back at the state of games in 1969. And reading through the book, you, you get an appreciation for how much Sid Saxon really, really just loved games. Um, so in a way, it's sort of like reading a tiny mini-biography on him. On know I'd say, you know, even without having tried out any of the other games, the book has been a good value. It's 9.95 is the cover price. I got it through Amazon, and I don't think there's any discount on it. I think I paid 9.95 for it. So yep, so that's Bowling Solitaire and A Gamut of Games by Sid Saxon. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to, to my review of A Gamut of Games and Bowling Solitaire. And enjoy the rest of your April Fool's Day. In two weeks, I'm going to be out of town in Miami, so I won't be doing an episode then. I seriously doubt it. It'll probably be a week after that. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me as Fractaloon on BoardGameGeek or you can email me at oneplayeralbert at gmail.com. You can also post comments on the Podcast Geek List on BoardGameGeek or come visit the One Player Guild on BoardGameGeek for comments and discussion and whatnot. The intro music is copyright Angus and is protected under a Creative Commons license and can be found at gemendo.com. The show is published under Creative Commons non-commercial, share-alike license. Thanks for listening.